0: You're listening to a Sun Life podcast. We pray that you be blessed by the teaching of God's Word. For more information, visit sunlife.org.au. Enjoy the sermon.
1: Anyhow, uh, you know, Pastor Bin is not uh, here this morning. He's actually preaching away in Indonesia, actually in Bali. And uh, let's, let's, let's thank God. He's not having a holiday. He's there to preach the Word of God. Uh, let's let's pray. Let, let's uh, uh, remember him in our prayers. He's preaching right now, probably this morning, and also he's preaching in the evening. Um, let's just thank God that we have a pastor who's, who's really gifted in in preaching the word of God, and let's thank God that we can share share him with with other the wider body of Christ. Amen. It's okay. Hopefully, <laughs> um, but instead we have we have uh, someone who's definitely no stranger uh, to Sun Life, uh, someone who's um, uh, very closely associated with us, and he someone who. Um, who uh, we we've in- encountered, you know, many, many years ago uh, through Compassion Australia. If, if many of us who have been around this church for for a number of years will know that our church has been in partnership with uh, uh, Compassion Australia for a number of years now. And um, many of us, uh, as a result, have, have sponsored a child. You know, we recognise the great work that Compassion Australia have been doing, the, the way that they do ministry, you know, in partnering with local churches, their financial accountability, and we, we're right behind uh, Compassion Australia. And uh, so without further ado, I'd like to invite uh, Steve Scrimmager, and also uh, a special friend that he's, he's uh, brought uh, into our midst, um, Harry, onto stage. Let's, let's give a warm welcome to Steve and Harry.
0: Thanks, Simon. I uh, have actually been to Bali with Pastor Bin. Yeah, it's true. And we had a lot of fun, I can tell you that. It was ministry. We went to Bandung for compassion. And I was just showing Pastor Bin the work. And it was actually Pastor Dexter was with me as well. And we just went to different churches. It was a full radicalised region, uh, radical religion. uh, But the gospel was being preached. And Bin and I just went from church to church seeing the work that was being done, and then we went to Bali on the way back. We were only there for half a day, but we had some good times together. So my name's Steve, and uh, I've got a wife, Rosalyn. Her uncle wrote that song, This Is The Day, the one that you mentioned that you were going to sing. Do you want to come up and sing it now for my uncle? (laughs) He wrote that song probably like 50 years ago. Classic. I love that song. My family sings it every night. No, we don't. I don't think the kids even know it. We're going to have to teach them that song. Uh, so thank you so much, Sun Life, for having us. It's such an honor to be here. I love what you do as a church. I love your heart for the gospel. I love your support of Mary Ann. Over there, where the Moravians had a 100-year prayer meeting, and from that 100-year prayer meeting where she is right now, a great missions movement was sent off. And this is the prayer that the Moravians prayed. And I cannot get this prayer out of my heart this last few weeks. This was their prayer, that the lamb who was slain would receive the reward of his suffering. My prayer is for Mary Ann, that her work would continue that in sending more of a missions movement, that Jesus, his work on the cross would go across the globe, that your heart and your partnership with compassion We'd see many children redeemed in Christ that the lamb who was slain would receive the reward of his suffering. And I honor you, Sun Life, because in your partnership with Compassion, you are sponsoring 122 children. Amazing. Praise God. And all of this is to Jesus. It's for his work on the cross. What an incredible partnership we have our heart is that they would be completely released from poverty because Jesus is more powerful than poverty. And they would come into who they are in Christ. And they'll be part of that redeeming work of Christ to reconcile the world to himself. They would be part of that as they go out in life. In just the last 12 months, Sun Life is 300 and 85 letters have been sent between you and these precious children. This means so much. Don't hold back. Keep writing letters. Encourage them in Christ. Take your letters to the next level. Give them memory verses. Tell them that you're you're going through Colossians. It is a verse in Colossians that you love. Take it, Colossians 117. Send it to them and tell them to memorize it. That's what we do with the kids that we sponsor. We disciple them. We journey with them. Sun Life is partnering with Compassion in the Philippines in two regions. The first is Biliran, and the second area is Iraga. And churches across this area in Western Australia, just kind of the Western suburbs and here around, around Leederville, are all kind of together sponsoring children from Origa. So together we can see that place transformed. Now, why are we focused on the Philippines? In the Philippines, it is estimated. 784,000 people are trapped in slavery. And many of them are children. A friend of mine from the Philippines shared this with me, and it broke me in half. Of the 1.2 million people that are trafficked annually into slavery, the 1.2 million children, about 100,000 of them are Filipinos. This means that one out of 12 Children who are trafficked and sold into slavery are from the Philippines. The Philippines needs the gospel. It needs Jesus. Less than 3% of Philippines is evangelical Christian. And so the enemy is coming in, but we are coming in with Christ to see this place reconciled. As Colossians talks about, that Christ is reconciling all things to himself. We want to see the reconciliation of Christ in the Philippines. So thank you for partnering with compassion because Jesus wants to come to every child and bring his freedom across that land. And that's why we go together in his name. It's so wonderful to let you know that we have with us Harry. Harry was sponsored with compassion in the Philippines. And I met him recently, and he's never shared his testimony for us before. But I was like, we're going to Sun Life, they sponsor in Philippines, over 100 kids. Can you come and share? And so please welcome Harry as he shares his testimony with you today. Praise,
2: test. Good morning, Sun Life, Uh, and thank you for this opportunity to share my compassion story with you. So again, I'm Harry and I'm from Mindanao, which is the southernmost island of the Philippines. As some of you probably know, poverty and armed conflict were and still are striking realities in our region. At a very young age, I knew that there were threats to our peace because my father who was in the military would be assigned in remote areas for extended periods to fight off the rebels. But there were also dangers closer to our home. I knew of neighbors who were involved in drug abuse and prostitution as well as some who were in and out of prison. While I was preparing this testimony, I realized that there were hardships in my childhood that I uh, mentally sanitized and glossed over through the years. For example, there was a period in my life where our house didn't have running water, so we would get our supply from a communal pumping well So I would queue up with my containers and wait for my turn to fetch untreated groundwater. Sometimes during summer or um, dry spells, the well would dry up, and so we would have to walk long distances carrying our containers, going there and back. And uh, in hindsight, that was very tough for a child. The Philippines is a tropical country, and so we do get a lot of torrential rains. And so a few times a year, our house would get flooded because our village was in a low-lying area and we didn't have any drainage system. The dirty water would go inside our house and we would have to elevate our furniture as the flood would rise. To this day, this perennial problem still troubles many families in the Philippines. So I was sponsored by Compassion as a child. Today, when a child is sponsored by Compassion, they receive health care nutritious food, and education through a program run by a local church. More importantly, because this program is church-based, the children and their families are introduced and connected to the love of Jesus and the gospel. In fact, today each child in the program is assigned a mentor from the local church to disciple them. I'm older and I don't remember much of my Compassion experience However, the greatest impact for me was knowing that someone was sponsoring me outside the Philippines and would take time to send letters to me. I still remember her name after all these years, two decades later. I call her Aunt Steph, and we've reconnected a few years ago through, surprise, surprise, Facebook. We are still in contact, and on average, she sends me at least one message every week, cat videos, cooking videos, whatnot. The way Aunt Steph has loved me and helped me, makes me want to pay it forward. And this is why I'm speaking to you today. She set an example that I want to follow. I had some childhood friends who lived in tattered clothes and dilapidated houses. Some of my friends also had to stop going to school because they couldn't afford it. When I was 11, my father passed away and I still remember one fearful thought. Would I have to stop going to school as well? This is the reality for many children in the Philippines. I am happy to tell you, however, that by God's grace, I have completed my schooling, or almost. I am now doing a PhD in chemistry at Curtin, and I am glorifying God by studying His creation. I don't want other kids to not be able to achieve their potential. I don't want them to have to be anxious if their parents have paid their school fees. I do want them to know that they have a Heavenly Father who wants to adopt them into His family through Jesus Christ. I do want them to know that God cares for the poor, the weak, the oppressed, and I do want them to know that God has given His church to be His hands and feet in this broken world. So, Sun Life, it's been a pleasure to share my story with you. Thank you for your attention.
0: Oh, that was so good. Just take that with you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Harry. Harry, thank you for just lifting up Jesus in that testimony. That is a heart as well, right? Heart is that yes, these children will be released from poverty, but we want them to know Jesus. He is their true freedom. That is what he's done in Harry's life. And that is our hope for these 122 children and their families, that Christ would be their salvation. These kids are hearing the gospel every week. This is how you transform the Philippines. It's Jesus. It's Jesus. It's Jesus. You speak the gospel to children over and over again. You love them into Christ and you disciple them into his fullness that he has for them. I'm so excited to be sharing with you from Colossians. This is such an incredible book and I've been given chapter 3 from verse 1 to 17. Chapter 1 of Colossians talks about the supremacy of Christ, who he is, the son of God, how he reconciles all things to himself. Then in chapter 2, it talks about the theology of us being in Christ versus the law and the philosophies of the world. And in chapter 3, the Apostle Paul starts talking about how we can practically outwork us being one with Christ. So as we go through this chapter now, as we go through this, I want you to think, how can Jesus have every part of me? Simon was talking about surrender. And last week, Pastor Ben was talking about surrender. That all of us, every part of who we are, would be surrendered to Christ. At the end of chapter 2, just before we come come into chapter 3, Paul is talking about the the false teachers. And they are teaching this. A false wisdom, a false purity, And false religion it is not the law it is not our own self-denial that will stop the works of the flesh is what Paul is teaching the Colossians he's teaching them that they cannot produce eternal fruitfulness outside of Christ and this is such a powerful reminder for us today so often we can slip back into our own efforts our own thinking our own wisdom our own purity, our own religion. But today, we're going to hit up this text and look at how we can do this in Christ. In chapter three, Paul is declaring it is in Christ and his work on the cross that we find true wisdom, true purity, and true fruitfulness. These are found only in Christ. Let's pray. Jesus, here we are for your word. May these words go right through us like fire. May they transform us. May they refine us. Father, whatever is in us that we have not given the full surrender to you today, I ask that you would put your words right into that place and reconcile every part of who we are to Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. Before we go on to chapter three, I just want to go back to the central uh, passage of Colossians. This is one of the great five chapters of the whole Bible, I believe, Colossians 1. So I'm going to read out the central verse, and I want us to then look at this this passage and, and who Christ is, So we can see how that can affect who we are in Christ. Paul says this from chapter 1 verse 17. Christ is the image of the invisible God. The firstborn of all creation. For by him all things were created in heaven and on earth. Visible and invisible. Whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things were created Through him and for him. And he is before all things. And in him all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in everything he might be preeminent. For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell. And through him to reconcile all things to him whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of his cross. The good news is this. Jesus is reconciling all things to himself. And so it is in him that we find wisdom and freedom from sin and fruitfulness. It is not in the world. It is not in the law. They are just, the law is just a shadow of what we have in Christ. Why would we do any of these things apart from Him? Why would He even try and help children in poverty apart from Christ? He is the one who brings freedom. It is all from Him and through Him and to Him. So the structure of chapter 3 is like this. The first four verses, we see that Jesus is the true wisdom versus the false wisdom we saw in the previous chapter. From verse 5 to 11, we see that He is our true freedom from sin. It is not our own efforts from the previous chapter and from 12 to 17 we see that our true fruitfulness in Christ is through him not through our own efforts let's start from verse 1 colossians 1 if that sorry colossians 3 verse 1 if then you have been raised with Christ seek the things that are above where Christ is seated at the right hand of god listen to this, set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth, for you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ who is your life appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. Verse five, put to death, Therefore, what is earthly in you, look at this list, and let the Spirit of God convict you. There's anything here. He gets everything. He gets our full surrender. Sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and covetedness, which is idolatry on account of these. The wrath of God is coming. In these, you too once walked when you were living in them, but now... You must put them all away, anger, wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk from your mouth. Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off your old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator, Here there is not Greek and Jew, circumcised and uncircumcised, barbarian, scythian, slave free, but Christ is all and in all. What an incredible book to lift up Christ that we would come into this in all we are, into Him. In chapter two and that beginning part of chapter three, we see that our old selves were buried with Christ. And now in chapter three, Paul is declaring these words. Put away, put to death, put off these works of of sin. Can you see how we have to practically outwork what Christ has done on the cross? That we would come fully into Him. This reconciliation of Christ reconciling all things to Himself. It includes our old sinful nature buried with Him. So when Christ came to the cross and He died on the cross, my old self died with Him. When Christ was buried, my old self was buried with him. So I am putting off my old self into the cross, into his death. I'm putting these off. I'm putting them away. I'm constantly renewing my mind and putting my eyes on Christ and putting my old self there. This is the call that Paul is making to the Colossians to outwork in their lives what Christ did for us on the cross. It is in Christ and it is work on the cross. I love this. Oh, glory to Him. How relieving that we cannot put our old selves to to death without Christ. It is only Him. It is only Jesus. He gets all the glory. It is so interesting that Paul wrote the letter to the Colossian church from in prison and he is calling them to complete surrender and complete freedom in Christ, from in prison. About 20 years ago, maybe 25, I was in my own type of prison and my dad walked into my bedroom and he said this to me, Steve, someone has been looking at some things on the internet that they shouldn't. We have seen them on the computer. Was it you? So, I said to dad, no. (laughs) Dad wisely asked me again, Steve, was it you? I said, no, (laughs) the third time he asked me, Steve, was it you? And I remember I swallowed, yep. (laughs) And I confessed to my dad, And dad started discipling me through these very teachings of Paul that my old self is crucified with Christ and to set my mind on the things above. He was like, Every day, Steve, read these teachings of Paul about your old self being crucified. And if I ever fell back to looking at stuff I shouldn't, I'd go talk to dad and he'd disciple me through it. I'm getting on my knees and go, God, give me the grace and the humility and the courage to go tell dad again. And he was just discipling me and journeying with me through these passages. And over and over again, I was learning how to put my old self to, my old self to death. I remember going to my dad once and saying, dad, I just lingered on the wrong thought for about five seconds and I confessed it to him because we developed this relationship where even my, what was in my mind, I was going to make sure that was reconciled to Christ. I wanted everything crucified with Christ. Nothing, nothing stays from the cross. Every part of us must go to the cross. He's reconciling all things. Nothing is held back. And my dad just so graciously walking with me. And, and this pattern has come in my life from that time. Where any time I sense something in my mind that is earthly and not of Christ, I take that thought and I put it right there in the death of Christ. I actually slide it across and I put it there at the cross. And then I look at Christ and I set my mind on Him. If I'm watching a movie and something comes on that distracts me, I ain't going to let that seed in my heart. I take that thought straight away and I move it to the cross. And I fix my eyes on Jesus. Then I say to Rosie, Rosie, what just happened the last 10 seconds? I missed that part. I would rather miss out on the plot of what's happening in a movie and make sure my mind is set apart. This is us coming deeper and deeper into Christ, setting our minds on things that are above. I remember Sun Life came and stayed at our farm. My wife and I, we have a farm. And Ben's like, hey, I'm looking for somewhere where we can spend a night with the fellas. So they came and stayed on my farm for a night in the paddock. In the morning, Ben's like, Pastor Ben's like, Steve, just come and share what Christ did in your life in this area. And I went there and I shared with the fellas for like 30 minutes just how God had completely transformed this life. And now for 20, 25 years, this has not been an area in my life at all. It's been completely put into Christ. And now they can be completely free, free in Christ is complete freedom in the cross. And the discipleship journey is not a discipleship of our own efforts to be holy. The discipleship journey is a discipleship to put everything we are into Christ. I love this. I remember my son, Pete, we went to uh, Tasmania. Anyone here been to Tassie? Yeah, a few of us. It's beautiful. Just go, just go. And we, I wrote a list of the top 10 areas that I wanted to go to in, the, in uh, Tassie and number one was Wineglass Bay. So um, Pete's like three years old right and it's this mountain you've got to climb up and then at the, t- at the top the view is incredible and Rosie my wife's like Steve we can't do it we don't want to take I don't want to carry Pete up I'm like Rosie I don't want to carry Pete up but I'm just going to encourage him. So we get to the bottom and Pete's there three me and Rosie are there I'm like Pete you can climb this mountain imagine you climbed it without daddy even helping you and he's like yes daddy and then as we start off this walking group come behind us and they've got like aluminium walking sticks. They've got all the lycra, the active wear on. We're from Serpentine. We don't wear active wear. We wear the fladelettes. That's not our style. And they're like like 12 of them going up the hill. I'm like, I'm going to have to really encourage Pete up this mountain. So I'm just encouraging Pete all the way up. You can do this, you little mountain crusher. You're going to crush this mountain. We get halfway up. I'm like, Pete, look at the view. You did this all by yourself. You can make it up the top. And I'm encouraging Pete, walking beside him. You can crush this mountain. You can do it. Imagine you tell grandma and granddad you climbed it yourself. As we get to the top, we catch up to the walking group. And they turn around and they see little Pete. And they get their walking sticks like this. And they make an archway for Pete. And as he walks through, they clap him. And he comes up to the top. And the view at the top was incredible because this three-year-old boy crushed a mountain.
2: But let me tell you
0: about something happened 20, 25 years ago. My dad walked beside me and took this passage and Romans 6 and Romans 8 right through my life and he discipled me. And and, And it was not actually just my dad walking through me. It was Jesus walking beside me, taking me through the cross, walking beside me that I would crush this mountain. And now I walk beside others and say, you can crush this mountain. You can crush this mountain. You can be free. Sun life is you can be completely free because of Christ. This is what he has done. And the journey of being reconciled to him is what discipleship looks like. It's why we go together, not alone. We bring Christ. We come into Christ. It's not an alone journey. It's a together journey. That's why you come to church. That's why you go to your cell groups. That's why you connect. That's why you go to the youth group. We connect in. We are united with Christ on the cross. But it's not just that our old self are crucified. I love this. It's not just that I'm my old self and my old desires that I put them onto the cross. It's also this, that the greatest moment in eternity happened when Christ rose from the dead in the spirit of God. In the full power of the resurrection life. And as Christ was rising, guess who was rising next to Him? You were, I was. As we come in Christ, we come into the fullness of the resurrection as His beloved children. We rise with Him to do good works, to outwork the good works. Yes, my old self has been crucified with Christ, but my new self is alive in Christ, risen for good works, to give all I am. He gets my full yes for surrender. And he gets my full yes for good works in Christ. It's all from him, through him, and to him. I love the resurrection. I love this passage. And so now Paul goes from talking about our old self to talking about who we are in Christ. Verse 12, let's read this. But as you read this, let this go right through you. This belongs to you in Christ. This is how you get discipled as you come more and deeper into the work of the cross together. Verse 12, put on then. So we just put off. Now we're going to put on as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved. That's who we are. Chosen, holy, beloved, only in Christ. Now what do we put on? Compassionate hearts. Let that flow through us. Kindness, humility, It's not my compassion, it's the compassion of Jesus. It's his kindness, it's his humility through me, it's his meekness and patience, it is the fruit of the spirit of God. Verse 13, bearing with one another, and if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other. He graces me to forgive. As the Lord has forgiven you, so you must also forgive. Verse 14, and above all of these, put on love. Here's what we're taking off. Here's what we're putting on, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you are called in one body, and be thankful together in Christ, one body. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, um, particularly, this is the day for spiritual songs. That's the song you want. With thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus. Giving thanks to God, our Father, through Him. It is out of who we are in Christ that we produce the fruit of being in Christ. All these traits come from our identity in Christ. It's all glory to Jesus. It's what he did on the cross. It's taking everything we are, our old selves crucified, but our new selves alive. He gets our full surrender, our full surrender to who we are in Christ. Recently, my wife and I, uh, we had. Um, hundreds of young people together, and we had three days with them where we could just run uh, some discipleship programs with them. They're all from different churches across our city. We we brought a team around us to do it. And on the final day, we were so excited because the first two days had been so powerful. And we had three hours with these young people, but it ended up going for about four hours because God was in the room. The first hour, we just talked about humility, coming into the humility of Christ. We were on our knees just seeking Jesus. The next hour... We just focused on repentance. We had one big circle. All these young people with a cross in the middle. And we said, if you want to confess something, stand in the middle. And this girl, in this big circle in front of the young people, she slid forth. They were all sitting down. She said, I want to confess gossip. We said, anyone else want to confess gossip? And a whole lot of kids slid in the middle. And we prayed for them. The next guy goes, I want to confess two things, lust and something else. We're like, just one thing at once. And then these young people slid in the middle to confess lust. And we prayed the work of cross on them. And they were confessing things over and over and over again. There must have been uh, 50 things just confessing this next generation. They're so authentic. They just want to be so in Christ. And in the last hour after doing this amazing repentance work in Christ, we said to them, if you... Want to start prayer in your You want to start praying for your school? Come in the middle. And then we said, if you want to start leading prayer in your school, come in the middle. We had about 30 young people put their hand up start praying in their schools. Start praying, so start prayer meetings in the schools. And then we went over to a big map, about half the size of this room. We said, if there's a nation you want to pray for, go stand on that, that, that nation on this map. And they stood on that nation. Not to do it in themselves, but to do it in Christ. The day earlier, about 40 kids had stayed back and had gone to the cross at the end of our meeting. Because we said to them, if God's given you a nation and we want you to pray for it. But some of you in this room, you're not just supposed to be praying for this nation. You're supposed to be going to this nation. And you need to give your life for it. And 40 young people stayed back crying at the cross for the nation they had written down because they wanted to go in Christ to the nations. They were giving the full surrender to repentance and the full surrender to yes, I will go and produce works of kindness and compassionate hearts just like we saw Mary Ann, the full yes. This is what Colossians is calling us to, the fullness of Christ. In chapter 1, it describes who Christ is, the great victory of who He is reconciling all things, then it calls us to put our old selves into that amazing Christ and to come in our new selves in Christ. This is the life that Paul called us from prison. He was giving his biggest yes. And now it's our time to give us our biggest yes. I'm gonna finish with a story. It's a story of compassion. And when you hear the story, I want this to encourage you. My wife and I, we sponsored this girl called Pitch and her dad died four years before she came in the program for this reason. He couldn't afford to go to the doctor. So she lost her dad for that, right? Her mom then became a laborer. And she'd go into the forest looking for food for her six children. Pictured had been in our program for three months. And she was already singing worship songs around her home. This changes the family. My wife gets a letter and we always read our letters at the, at the dinner table. And my wife opens the letter from Pichita and she starts crying in front of the kids because it says this, praise God, all of Pichita's family have come to know Jesus. This is our story of compassion over and over again. It's not just the child, it's the family that get reconciled into Christ so often. I asked the pastor, Reverend Lee, I said, tell me your story. And Reverend Lee gave the full yes. He came to this village where Pichita was, and and he would preach the gospel, but no one would respond. In fact, this village, they would drive out any Christians, no Christians allowed, but he would keep sharing the gospel. He started running the compassion program, and nine of the kids in the program led their own families to Jesus. Now, 100 of the families in this village, of the 120, are now Christians. With compassion, once our children turn 12, from 12 to 20, we don't just disciple them, we do transformational leadership training with them. We train them how they can change their schools and their communities and the nations. And so they would take 40 of the kids in this compassion program on mission trips to the north, to an unreached region where opium farming was the currency. And I've been to this village. And I went there the first time nothing was built and they wanted to plant a church there. So a local church in Perth, some some people who who were financially blessed, they gave us $30,000 to Compassion so we could set up a new church plant there. With Compassion, you can sponsor a child, but you can also sponsor a project. And so we set up this new church building there, which these young children, these youth had gone in there on mission trips, 40 at a time for 10 years. And then a couple of years ago, maybe 2022, the leader of Compassion messaged me and goes, Steve, I've got something to tell you because I've been involved in this project. He said, 25 of the children in this new project, in this unreached opium farming region, have led their own families to Jesus. How do you transform a city? How do you transform a school? How do you transform a family? You walk beside them one by one. You disciple them into the cross. You disciple them into the resurrection. You take them through the passages. Bring them into Christ, into Christ, into Christ, into Christ. And they they can walk beside their school. And they can walk beside their city. And we can walk beside the nations. That whole village is being transformed because people said yes, the full yes to Christ. So this is my ask for you today. I ask you Humbly humility of Christ, I ask you boldly, can you join with Mary? Can you join with compassion in releasing children from poverty in Jesus' name and walking beside them that they will come into the fullness of who they are in Christ? With compassion, it looks like this. We have a table just in the corner there. You can sponsor a child. It's $48 a month. And some of you are already sponsoring multiple children. You can sponsor five children. Do whatever you want. Let's just walk beside these kids. You can also sponsor a project with compassion. Let's give Jesus the full yes. I'm going to leave you with this video. And this is a video of an island not too far from where you sponsor kids in the Philippines. I want you to see the pain in the area, but I also want you to see what happens when a local church in the Philippines, supported by Sun Life, a church like Sun Life, journeys with children. It transforms a region because of Christ. It is from Him, it is through Him, and it is to Him. I honor you for your work and your partnership with us. This is how we see all things reconciled to Christ.